Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Uh, the topic of our podcast today is the tragic life and death of Anissa Jones. Anissa uh, played the character as Buffy in the TV sitcom Family Affair back in the late 60s and early 1970s. It's a kind of a sad story, but um, before we get into that, uh, let me introduce our panel. Hold on, you got me confused again, Timmy. What's on, Colonel? We would, you said we were doing one on Buffy. Yeah. She I was wondering the character if she's still the alive. Show. The character that she played on the show was Buffy, right? The Vampire Slayer? No, Colonel. Buffy from Family Affair. I know you're old enough to remember that show. I remember no, some the of show. Audience, okay. Not. okay. She was the little girl on the show. Yeah, the cute one. The cute one. Okay. Yeah. We're okay. Not, so we're not doing the vampires today. We're not doing Buffy the Vampire. Okay, let me, let me get rid of these notes. <laughs> let me introduce... Let me get, um, on, let me get the, on Wikipedia real quick. Okay. <laughs> the Queen of Mean... You think um, pedophiles use pedophiles... Pedia? Pedopedia? What? Pedopedia? Why does it matter? <laughs> I'm just saying that there's, there's a pedia a for minute. everything. So, wait a minute. So, you're going to introduce me, and then you turn to Chuck <laughs> and want to know something about the conjugation of pedophile. I'm just saying. I'm, no, there's a pedia no, for everything. Is it, wait a minute. Wait a minute, he's Glenn Beck. I'm not saying she's a pedophile. <laughs> I'm just putting it out. Did I I'm, say she was a pedophile? Well, look, you're, you're, you posted pictures of young firemen on your page. They were all I, of age. Uh, they look, they look, you know. They look uh, young to you because you're older than hell, but they, they are of age. Now, here's what I don't like about this. Here's what I, I would think they're in their 20s. Well, that okay. Well, you're a lady of uh, you're I'm a mature. A, I am neither mature nor a lady, so, <laughs> sir. She got you there, Timmy. Sir. <laughs> but yeah. here's what I don't like. Now, if me and Timmy start throwing up pictures of uh, young, buxom ladies. Oh, man, they would crucify. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. Wait a minute. Let me tell you listeners this little story. About one time, I had Tim's phone. Oh. <laughs> let's, 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 let's go. I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> so I had Tim's phone, and Tim received a text while I had said phone. We, Tim was showing us a, a three-minute video, a hologram video of Tupac. Yeah, Tupac so, Shakur. Sh- 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 yeah, Tupac yeah, yeah. They're, they're a hologram. So this is which I, I think is great. I want to go to a hologram concert. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's. So I have this phone, and I'm sitting there watching Tupac's 3D image or whatever perform. 
and his he receives a text, and the picture pops up when he receives a text, and that picture was of a big horking <laughs> vagina <laughs> of a young woman no, she, that she, may or may not been of age. Oh, no. I don't know because yes. I couldn't, I didn't examine she's that vagina. He's like thirty five. He's lucky his phone didn't end up in the street. <laughs> you know she wasn't thirty five because you don't accept vagina texts from people that are thirty five. She was thirty five. Ah, your ass. I can tell you it was at least a twenty two year old vagina. No, no, no. no. I saw. I, I don't. I do not. <laughs> you, you know how you? How do you? How do you check for the age of it? Is it like a tree? You look for it's the ring. Out the rings. <laughs> it's really. It, I mean, you you can really because it at about twenty four, twenty five, a little oh bit of gray God, starts really? showing up. Shut up. A straight gray will show you know, up here and there. I would. You know, talking to you, you would think you'd never <laughs> seen a vagina. You'd never <laughs> seen a vagina. <laughs> No, Let I alone. A, I have a strict rule. I have to be 25 or older. Yeah, no. this was a 25 year old vagina. Maybe. I think, I think she, no, actually, I think You she, can really tell by the labels. I'm not, saying, I'm not saying she was younger than 25. <laughs> I'm not saying she was doing it during study hall. No. I'm just saying. No, no, no. That's that not, I received a, a, you're not starting those a vagina rules. text. I am attracted to women. It's, it's really, you tell by the labias. Okay. You can tell how much. You it, really. It's kind of like, you know, you go out to your, if you have a car, you mm-hmm. want to check the tread on your mm-hmm. tires. You take a nickel, put it on there, and mm-hmm. if it's. it's but besides, you, look, you know, you're, not, you're, you're missing the point. What did you think about the picture? Did it, was it, what, what was your impression? Was she an attractive young lady? Again, it almost ended up in the street. <laughs> well, you shouldn't have been messing with my phone. It startled me. You handed it to me. Oh. You well, did hand it to us. Well, to watch. I, I cannot. I, Charles, am I responsible if no, I'm just. I'm just I, so you are not responsible not to me at, all. at all. I can't help it that some vagina shows up on my phone. <laughs> then what did I do? At least give me warning. Although, like, fair I, warning. I did not know could, she was going to send you it. You see a vagina. I'm going to hand this to you. You could see a stray vagina pop up. <laughs> yeah. That's all I'm asking. It was. I think it was. Her her question is, do you like this daddy? No, that's no, what no, that's no, what kind no, of creeped no, us out no. a little bit. Big no, daddy. no, big daddy. Do you like this big daddy? Twenty five and up. I'm telling yeah. you. Well, that don't mean she can't call you daddy. My number daughter's thirty one years one old. Number one, cheap Charlie. <laughs> uh, <laughs> does Renee call you daddy? <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, he would have to know his way around a vagina for that, and clearly he does not. Oh, I got it. I'm like a vagina GPS. No, you're not. <laughs> yes, I am. Fact, He's a vagina colleague. I don't know. A vagina college. <laughs> yeah. There's a name for that. What is it? Yeah. You couldn't find a vagina with a map and a GPS. <laughs> <laughs> if it was raining vaginas, I'd get you, hit in the head with a dick. Yeah, yeah you would. Yeah, you would. Okay. Oh, well, let me introduce the panel. <laughs> Uh, to my left is the very lovely and talented, the Queen of Mean, the Mistress of the Macabre, the Empress of Evil. She is a pill-popping, penis-loving, dirty little, <laughs> Satan's dirty little secret, <laughs> the legendary Brandy. How are you today, Brandy? Oh, I was all right, Tim, until I started to be compared to Jared Fogel from somewhere. No, <laughs> no, Jesus no. Christ. No, no, no. Jeez. You know, you want to hear an awful joke about Jared? Mm-hmm. What? He started his career in at Subway by trying to get into smaller pants. And he <laughs> <laughs> <It's> oh. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> Sorry. Do you know he's trying to blame one of the Oh, yeah, victims, he's suing somebody, a victim's parents. Victim's parents, parents because, yeah. because they traumatized her more than, yeah. Ugh. Oh, he's just disgusting. He's a creep. Okay. So, uh, other than that, you're okay, Brandy? Other than all the vagina I'm okay. talk? My youngest has decided to be Hugh Hefner. And yeah. wear his bathrobe. How did all that over the go? Because we talked about that last time. We did. Well, uh, his he teacher, had his Batman, he had his uh, Batman robe bathrobe that he insisted on wearing uh-huh. to school, and he wore it all day. Uh, <laughs> but his teacher asked him to not do it again because it was distracting. He needed. You need a little scarf to go with that and a pipe. Well, he had a hood. I mean, I guess he could have looked like a Sith Lord with his hood up, but now he. <laughs> he was going for the Hugh Hefner look, but he was now, fully dressed underneath. Now, how did his soccer practice go? Uh, his soccer practice, he just screamed like an idiot and ran around the <laughs> did soccer Did he wear field. his uh, robe? He did not wear his robe. <laughs> he screamed like a jackass, ran all over the place, didn't listen to nobody. And it, I mean, it's five-year-old soccer practice, so how could so it be? It, my understanding is that he, he, he's, he, he, wants to be in his, he wants to be a team of one. He does. He doesn't want to be on a team at all. He just wants to play soccer by yeah. He wants one play, on one. He wants to play soccer. mono to mono. Yeah, he wants to play soccer by himself. Um, I think I heard him at one point say something about his wiener while he was out on the field. Well, yeah, you got to watch your wiener. Well, no, no, he likes to thing. He likes to spank yeah. his own butt when he's out there. When you're five years old, you you can go out in public, spank your own butt, scream about your wiener. Mm-hmm. You do it when you're 55. Oh, they yeah. want to they want to put you in a pokey. All of a sudden, you're eccentric. Yeah, all of a yeah. sudden you're a creep. Yeah, yeah, you're all a sudden you're a pervert. Yes, yeah. you are. Well, so, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad Noah's soccer practice is, is going well a, for yeah, now. He's a happy little guy. Soccer practice was. <laughs> Torturous for some. Well, I'm sure his coach loves him. <laughs> you know, because who wouldn't love... He's got that whole teamwork concept now. <laughs> yeah, who wouldn't love the kid that's yelling about his wiener to his you know, five-year-old daughter? And when he, was, uh, when, when he was asked about that, what was his response? No, like clutch the pearls. No. <laughs> oh, what? Lordy me. Exactly. Lordy me. Exactly. I would never say such a thing. Yeah. Such a vile. Like yeah. Like that was so far beneath him. Yeah. And I'm like, I, re- I really, I think I'm pretty sure that I heard some wiener talk. Yeah. I'm your mom. I know you yeah. talk about wiener. Oh, dude, he's out of control. But, you know, I thought I heard it. No, no. Just wait till he discovers his wiener and the pleasure it will bring him. Well. And, um, you know, he's, he's he keeps, you know, he always knows where it is. He yeah, well, that's, a, he you keeps, know, uh, keeps a grip, a firm I, grip. I, I, try, I, I try to do that myself. <laughs> I know. A firm grip. He's che- he checks it out. I may have told told, told this one before, I but I, I, uh, I was yelling at the boys because they was leaving the toys in the front yard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? You're spoiled. You don't appreciate what you have. Yeah. You know, you don't. You got these bikes, you got these Nintendo DSs, you got them laying about the yard, front yard. Somebody going to walk by They're and take them, and then you're going to be crying. Right. So I'm, I'm on them, and Renee comes over, and she's like, just, you're outside, the neighbors can hear you, would you settle down? And I was like, no, I ain't going to settle down. You know what I had? I'm going to tell you this. This is what I had when I was little. When I was a kid... I had my bicycle, I had my baseball glove, and I had my dick. That's what I played with. In that order? In that order. I don't and I, I, bet I it wasn't knew that order. At the same time. And I said On and Saturday. I, and and I knew where they was at at all times. That's what I had to play with. That's what I knew that's what I took care of. I took care of my wiener, my bike, and my baseball glove. Yeah. Well, these boys, both of them are just Trying to well, you know, wieners trying become, to wear me. Wieners out. are important to young men. When you're growing up. Evidently, wieners are important to all men. 
Yeah, they are. They are. Anthony mm-hmm. Weiner, however, is important to no man. Well, yeah. he has a wiener of his own. Weiner has a wiener. Yes, he does. I would like to introduce. He needs to keep it put away. Uh, I would al- also away. like to introduce the very honorable, the man who's never sent a dick pic in his life. Not a one. Nary a one. Not today. As soon as they get wide angle on on iPhones, it's going Panoramic. Yeah, as soon as I can get panoramic on that, they're going out. The very honorable, distinguished, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawk Waters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How do you do? And by the way, does, uh, does anyone, do you know anyone who affectionately calls him the Southern Gentleman? I don't know who affectionately calls him anything. Yeah. How are you today, Colonel? I'm doing wonderful today, Timmy. You ready for the weekend? I'm, uh, I'm ready. Although this will probably air next week, but. It's a, we're coming into a three-day weekend, mm-hmm. um, Labor Day. And, uh, I mean, Labor Day is really a, about us because that's what we're all about, doing labor here at work, mm-hmm. hard labor. I thought it was for women who was having child, during childbirth. You know what? I, I, you ever hear women talk about labor like... Uh, like it's painful. It's like they reached into their backs, yanked their lungs out at a tiny little Why are little we talking hole. about this? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I, yeah, let's get to the top. I had a kidney stone one time. I'll tell you what. I'll make you this deal, okay? Mm-hmm. I'll do that. So, you, I mean, I, I, clearly we're having this conversation, so you need to know what it feels like so that you can appreciate, because it won't be that bad. We just whine and piss and moan about it. So I'm going to tell right, you. Right. Yeah, okay, so I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. Um, I am going to, and this is a one-time only thing, I'm going to do this, okay? Sure. I'm going to take some forceps, and I'm going to jam them down your dick. And I'm going to open them, and then I'm going to close them on something in there, and I'm going to pull that something out of your dick hole. And then you should be fine because, you know, we're just pulling stuff out of our nether noddies, so you should be in good shape. Colonel, I would not accept that invitation. I, I, I would decline. I would cry. Politely decline. It's one of those things that I can see the upside, but I can see the downside. You can see the upside, can you? <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I feel like the upside is maybe then you could get a little bit of an inkling about what childbirth is like. So I think is what she's saying, Colonel, is that you are underestimating the pain that the women experience. No, what I'm saying is... Underestimating is my ability to cause him pain. Everybody that walks around Mm -hmm. is the result, except for the devil, because she was conjured up by evil spell. Mm -hmm. Everybody that walks around is the result of childbirth. Right. It's been going on since the dinosaur days, Timmy. Right, right. And, uh... Women act like it's all something new to them, you know. Like, like there was the only one that ever had a baby. How does he ever you know, get anyone to? Be and on speaking his of team? that, speaking of that, we had you We're have never experienced. I'm not doing shout outs, but one of our listeners is a scrotum puncher. Ooh, now that is nowhere near that. Childbirth cannot even approach the threshold. Well, let me tell you, women, you know, they, they do go around and throw the term kicking in the balls and stuff like that, the phrase around. They don't realize how painful that is to me. No, they don't. Until you've been whacked in the, in the nads real good. Yeah. yeah. Really? Show mm-hmm. some appreciation. Yeah, show some show some respect for the yeah. donuts, would you? Okay. So I let's get into your ball. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the story. Um, and, but first, I would like to give a shout-out to our sponsors. That's uh, Chip. Uh, Alicia, Jahara, 
Bridget and Cindy Lou, thank you for sponsoring our show. You lovely women. You're very, yeah, you're very kind. If you would like to um, sponsor the show, be a sponsor, even if it's for a wee bit, um, then check us out on patreon.com slash history dweebs. You know, we thank Chip, but I believe he's riding her coattails. No. You know, she's the one that made, because women make the donations, Timmy. No, that's not true. Chip and Alicia are a team. And we appreciate But Alicia decides where the money goes. Well, she's probably the, yeah, she's the head of household, I'm sure. <laughs> is it? I mean, it's, it's most every household. It's like that, yeah. Do you, do you control the money in your household, Devil? Uh, me and my husband split. I control my own money, and he has his own money. You know, uh, that was when I was married, that's the way we were. Yeah. We had uh, separate checking accounts. Checking yeah. I think I'm going to do that from now on. Yep. It makes divorce a lot easier. It makes divorce a lot easier. It's really not. I'm a, you know what? It's I'm not tell a good plan for you. Yeah, you. She comes out ahead on that. She comes out ahead on that. Yeah, never mind. Yeah, you better. You better. I'm gonna leave just, things just as they yeah, are. Yeah, just be continue to be the sex toy that you are, Colonel. Gross. Oh, I'm just a trophy husband. All right, she, let's talk about. She needs to trade you in on a shinier model. <laughs> the tragic life and death. Of Anise Jones. This is part of our suicide series that uh, we just started. <laughs> <laughs> Even though this is not like a real suicide because it was accidental, but we're, we're going to focus on some suicides. I didn't know up. we were doing a suicide series. Yeah, I just decided. I see. Yeah. And you know why I get to decide that? Because I write the scripts. So when you, know you guys get to write the scripts. You know what? You write the scripts that make the whole world sick. I do. You throw that around an awful you lot. You write the scripts of love and everything. You write the scripts to okay. make the young girls all right, cry. All right, all right, all right. You throw that around you a lot. You write the scripts. I do. You write the scripts. It's a little hurtful. It's just like, you know... We have a symbiotic Having a, you know, a third testicle. If I had a third <laughs> testicle, I'd be dropping that all the time. Wouldn't you, Colonel? Wouldn't what? you be mentioning it all the time? <laughs> if I had a third testicle, I'd be showing it all the time. <laughs> you, it's a symbiotic relationship. Yes. If I had a third testicle, I'd need another hand. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right. All right. Let's get serious. Let's talk yes, about the, the tragic life. No, no, we're not singing No singing. Today. The tragic life of Mary Anise Jones. Um, for those of you who are a little bit younger than me, yeah. uh, <laughs> you might not remember the television show A Family, a family Affair. Nobody knows that show. 75% of the world. Yes. <laughs> We're all dead. We're all dying off. You know, we're all going off. The, you know, I was thinking, Colonel and I were talking about. Appreciate us. Tell, tell, talk, tell us about our discussion yesterday about life and death. You were talking about birthday parties. Oh, no. I was just telling, I, I turned 50 a couple of years ago, and I told Renee, I do not want a uh, birthday party. Mm-hmm. Because people bring shit like, you know, it'll bring a cake and it'll have a coffin on it. And and what black not, balloons. Black balloons. And I was like, you know, that shit hits, that's way too close to home when yeah, you're when turning you, 50. Yeah, you're on borrowed time after yeah, 50. Yeah, I mean, that, that touches a raw nerve because you've already seen some of your friends go before you. Absolutely. When, when, you, you, when you die, if you die at 49 and they say, oh, he was. Uh, you know what? Let me tell you something. What the boy said to me, Taylor, because I was a little upset about turning 50 and mm-hmm. he's like, Dad, look at it as a just it's an accomplishment. <laughs> I was like an accomplishment. He's like, you know what? If you died today, because I hadn't turned fifty yeah. or forty nine. He said, if you died today, everybody be at your funeral like, oh, it's a terrible shame. Look how young he was. It's just mm-hmm. a tragedy. 
He's like, but you know what? You turn 50, you die. People are like, well, he's 50. He had a good life. (laughs) (laughs) That's That's true. true. Sad but true. All right. So let's talk about Anise Jones. So Family Affair was uh, a TV series that that ran from September of 1966 to uh, March of 1971. It was one of the hottest TV series in the country at the time. Now, remember, there was not cable at the time, so there were three network channels, right? And you'd have maybe one local channel. Yeah. So you didn't have the options that you had today. You don't have 200 channels uh, to choose from back then. So, um, uh, you know, when there was a TV series on one of the networks, it was a big deal. Hundred, yeah. You know, 100 oh, yeah. million people would watch it. So the series, this uh, TV show was uh, constantly in the top, you know, five uh, during its Out run. Five shows. Uh, in between 1966 and 1971, the series ex- uh, really was about uh, basically it was about a bachelor uh, played by Brian Keith. His name was Uncle Bill. Uh, he, uh, his brother, uh, had and sister-in-law were killed in a car wreck. He took then allegedly well killed in a car wreck. Yeah, yeah. That was before you know. That's how the show started, mm-hmm. and he. he gained custody of his uh, teenage niece and also a uh, niece and a nephew who were uh, uh, supposed to be six years old. Uh, and uh, he, uh, so the, the series uh, uh, really focused on five characters. The, the uncle, Uncle Bill, that was played by Brian Keith. He was, and he was a wealthy bachelor. Yeah, he was a wealthy bachelor. Of course he was. He had a manservant by the name of um, Mr. French. You know what Mr. French's name, first name was in the series? I don't think they mentioned it. I don't think they did, and I think he was, and he was English. It was Giles. 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 That makes sense. Yeah, uh, and that was played by Sebastian Cabot, who was a you know, also an established actor. And the teenage daughter, uh, her name was Sissy. She was supposed to be fifteen at the time. That was played by Kathy Garver, and they were two six-year-old twins, Jody, the boy, who was played by Johnny Whitaker. And Buffy, who was played by Anise Jones. And uh, we're going to talk about Anise and some of her um, struggles with, um, with fame. There were some thing. big plot holes in there, Timmy. Yeah. Well, she, you know, she, be- she was a cast member, and she became the mo- probably the most popular uh, cast member of, of, of those five. Uh, when she was only, uh, you know, she became a, a TV icon at, at, at eight years old. Uh, she was compared to the likes of Shirley Temple and Judy Garland at the time. So, she was a cute little girl. Yeah, very cute <clears throat> little girl. Looked so, like Raggedy Ann. So Mary, I think that was her doll you're talking about, Mrs. Beasley. Mrs. Beasley, yeah. yeah. But anyway. One of them did. Mary Anise Jones was born in West Lafayette, Indiana on March 11th, 1958. Now, Colonel, do you know what's in West Lafayette, Indiana? Do I know what's there? But I go through it all the time. So Purdue University. <clears throat> oh yeah, okay. The yeah, because I go to you. Yeah, when you uh, go to Lafayette Chicago. to go going to Chicago. Yeah. Her father's name was John Paul Jones. Uh, he was an engineer graduate and faculty member at Purdue, and he met uh, Mary Paula Jones. His well, he met his wife, who was a zoology teacher there. Um, and they got married, and they had their first daughter named Anissa. And Anissa is Arabic for little friend. Now, I don't know what you call your little friend. <laughs> I call my little friend. Come see my little friend. 
<laughs> but Anissa is uh, Arabic for my little friend. So, okay, so she was their first child, and then two years later, uh, her mother gave birth to uh, a boy, uh, John Paul Jones Jr., but he went by the name of Paul. And uh, Anissa and Paul would remain close the rest of her life, and they it would become almost inseparable. She... Uh, and like uh, his older sister, Paul would eventually go on to die from a drug overdose at a very young age. After the birth of Anissa uh, as brother, the family moved from Indiana to uh, Playa del Rey, California, where the father, John, took a job uh, in an aerospace engineering um, company, Hughes Air- Aircraft. I think after Howard Hughes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Playa del Rey was a, is a small suburb of Los Angeles. It's on the ocean, uh, and it's about a mile north of Los Angeles International Airport, LAX. When she was five years old, Anissa had um, wanted to take dancing lessons uh, because a neighbor, a neighbor of hers, a friend of hers, was taking dancing lessons. So her parents um, uh, allowed her to take dancing lessons, and... Um, during a review, she fell and tripped and just fell right on her ass. And um, instead of being embarrassed about it, she got up and continued to dance. And it, it kind of, you know, kind of broke everyone up. Everyone started laughing. And in the um, audience was a talent uh, scout um, from the William Schuler Agency in Los Angeles. And they offered young Anissa a contract. Hmm. In uh, 1964, they got her an audition for a cereal, breakfast cereal commercial, and that would go become her first TV appearance. The commercial was a hit, and uh, people noticed the adorable little girl in the commercial, and that got the attentions of uh, producers at CBS. Uh, in 1965, uh, though there was problems in the household, Anissa's parents were um, fighting a lot, and they were separating, and they started going through um, divorce proceedings. So just as her career is kind of, you know, she's getting some attention in her career, her parents are... Uh, They're ruining it for her. Yeah. So, again, her and her younger brother, Paul, they, they remained close during up this throughout this period. Uh, the mother ended up getting custody of both Paul and Anissa, um, but they were both unhappy being away from their father. In 1966, at the age of eight, she Anissa was cast as Ava Elizabeth Buffy Patterson Davis on the CBS sitcom Family Affair. Uh, the it's she, a family affair. No, not the same one. No, please don't say it's not the same. It's a family one. affair. Um, the TV show became a hit, <clears throat> and Anissa's character Buffy would go on to, as I said, become a TV icon. Um, like I said, the plot of the TV series was pretty basic. You had the five main characters, and it was a uh, uh, their Uncle Bill, played by Brian Keith, who was already an established actor. Uh, him and his um, valet, Mr. French, played by Sebastian Cabot, end up um, raising um, Buffy, her brother Jody, and their older sister, Sissy. So that was the plot of the storyline of the show. Uh, it became a hit. They would eventually have 138 episodes, 
and Anissa was working uh, five, uh, seven days a week, 365 days a year. Well, damn. During Didn't the, they have child labor laws? No. no. She would work from, uh, she would work all day and uh, Monday through Friday with filming. And then on the weekends, she would fly around the country and do appearances to, well, promote, to promote the show and to promote products. There was a lot of products that came out of the show. One of the, Buffy was known, the Buffy character was known to have a little doll, <laughs> we mentioned earlier, named Mrs. Beasley. It was disproportionately important to the young child. Yes, yes. Why didn't and, they get to grow a therapist? That's what I want to know. Um, but Mrs. Beasley, anyway, they, Mattel, once the show became popular, Mattel uh, started, you know, they developed a doll called Mrs. Mm-hmm. Beasley, and they marketed it, and they used Anissa... And they're you know making appearances and things yeah. uh, to market that doll. So she was working uh, five uh, seven days a week, all year round. Um, well, she's a kid; she don't know. Well, um, you know, but she, you know that was the, the mother at this time had custody, right? And she, you know, she was a single parent at this point, so she, you know, they she was bringing in money for the whole family. She was out me, yeah, and the mama was like she liked to travel because she could meet men. Because I believe her mom was well, a nymphomaniac. No, we don't she? know. We don't know that. I thought I read that in some of our research. No, the mama you did was not. a nymphomaniac. Uh, so anyway, uh, the doll, uh, Mrs. Beasley, that was marketed by Mattel, became the best-selling doll in North America. They also uh, marketed two other dolls. One <coughs> pattern after Anise, uh, the character Buffy. Did they have a Tickle Me Anise? I don't know, but uh, yeah. they did have... It was one of those dolls where you pull the string and they, they're the voice. You yeah. know, they would say things. And the voice was that of Anise. You so. know, and, they, and actually... Well, I don't want to get into the devil's part. Mm-hmm. Um, but they used stop the Mrs. Else. Beasley um, in, the, in the trial of Sebastian Cabot, Mr. French. He did not. Where there was no saying, trial. Show me on the on no, Mrs. Beasley no, where Mr. No. French touched you. No, no, no. I believe they no, did no. not happen to no. you have that in your script? No. I, I don't know. <laughs> so um, Anise uh, took part in other um, lucrative family affair product lines, including paper dolls, lunch boxes, a clothing line, coloring books, and in 1971, a cookbook with her picture on the cover. So, I mean, what they the were... What the hell re- a seven-year-old girl know about cooking? They were really... They didn't a, even have Pop-Tarts. They yet. were really, what you is, know... What does Paltrow know about cooking? But she has a cookbook. Yeah, that's true. They were really, you know, using her to promote these, you know, the, these uh, products. And like I said, she was filming, you know, she was filming Monday through Friday. She had to learn her scripts most of the time late at night or on the flights between Los Angeles and New York or wherever she was going to do these promotions. Um, so she, as a little girl, she didn't really have a, a childhood per se. Um, this is a Dickens, Dickens And this was, this was uh, a time, you know, the TV seasons were different then. They did 30 episodes a season. You know, so that's most of the year. Now they do what, 12, 15? They'll do 13, sometimes 26. But yeah, well, they did 30 back I'll then. I'll tell you, I'm so. getting tired of The Walking Dead. They do like eight episodes and then... Stop. Yeah. So You stop. It's irritating so. me. All right. So, the you know, later... Yeah, today they do... Uh, they shoot f- fewer than 25 episodes. But back then they did 30, which meant most of the year you were filming. In addition to the TV series... Her mother was making her audition for movie roles. Uh, 
She ended up landing a, a, a movie role uh, in a movie with Elvis Presley in 1969 called A Trouble with Girls. So she played in that. Also in 1969, Anise broke her leg, uh, which you would think would buy her a little time off, but the producers just had the writers write it into the yeah, script of the show. Yeah, so Mr. She, French in the show, Mr. French pushed it down the steps. No, it's not true. <laughs> Anissa worked, as I said, seven days a week, fifty-two weeks a year, and the cast members report that uh, that her mother was always on the set, and that she was very strict, and that uh, Anissa, Anissa at that point, as a little girl, was very obedient. She rebels later on, but at this point, she was, you know, basically just trying to keep up and and working. You know, she's seven, eight years old, and she is. You know, working basically 20 hours a day, seven days a week. And her mom's a nymphomaniac. That's not true. After filming, Monday through Friday, as I said, she would fly around the country to do personal appearances to promote the show or product line. Um, she made uh, she she would make four or five appearances in different parts of the country in one weekend, then have to be back on the set in Los Angeles for filming on Monday morning. Uh, often would have to stay up late just to uh, learn her lines. And, you know, they were very limited lines, but... Yeah, it wasn't... The girl didn't win no Emmys or nothing. No, but she was, you know, she she was the most popular cast member of the show. Which is Of one of the most popular shows on TV. When I watched it, and I was just a young kid, I wanted to bang Sissy. Yeah, well, Sissy was... Of course she did. She was 15 or 16 at the time. She had the big old hooters on I'm her. I'm hoping you were of appropriate age at the time as well. I, was, I, I believe I was like <laughs> eight or nine. Or Actually, nine. Sissy was, when during the film, she was a student. When they when she got that role, she was a student at UCLA. So she was she played a younger character. <clears throat> I wish my kids would go to work. And explain this to me. Explain this big pot, plot twist. What? Jody, her alleged twin brother, mm-hmm. is a ginger. Yes, he's red hair. She was blonde. She's he blonde was also and blue two, eyed. He was also two years older than her. But when the producers saw them side by side, they thought they could pass them off as twins. I, I never bought that. one. Well, they originally the original script had Sissy being the older sister, mm-hmm. Jody being ten, and Buffy, Anissa's character, being eight. But because I would have bought that, Jody being looking younger. Uh, when they saw them side by side, they said, "Okay, that they're they they will call them twins and make it." You, you know, the, the show was a, a family show. It was a light comedy, but they did touch but on some. If they you had, read, they had a very special family affair. Well, they, no, they had they would touch on topics like you wouldn't see like Leave It to Beaver and stuff. Like they yeah. had one topic with Eve Plum, who was who were later going to be on Brady Jan, Bunch, yeah, right. Jan and Brady Bunch. Where she had leukemia and she was dying, mm-hmm. so they had a Christmas party because she wasn't going to live to Christmas. So I mean, they took on some have sometimes heavy subject matter. You really know a lot. They did. I've been oh. doing research for this, and you know, doing the, this research, it, it was you know we talk about her not having her own life, and it, it's I, I watched you know some documentaries and stuff, and they would interview um, her former manager. They would interview people who worked on the set. And they were all they even during through these interviews fifty years later, they're re- they're referring to her as Buffy, you know. So it was like even they didn't separate right. the character from a niece. So what happens next, Brady? Well, she was a little calf, cash calf. She was a cash, yeah, to her to to her family, yeah. Well, again, I wish my kids would work that hard. Uh, okay. 
Um, and, and, you, and you would even let him, you leave him let Noah wear a robe if he was bringing in. Joe's? If he was bringing well, in. Well, you know Noah would be strolling out of that trailer with his like robe a boss. On, <laughs> cigar hanging out of his mouth. Yeah. He I want to know how big that trailer is down there. Yeah. My trailer ain't big enough. Oh, Noah, take care of fucking mm. business. Now but that the other one of mine tells people he, you know, sleeps on a park bench. So yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what he's gonna do, but Noah would take care of some shit. All right. Yeah. So in 1971, with the storyline becoming stale and the child actors getting older, the show's ratings dropped outside the top 30, which meant you know there weren't there weren't very many shows yeah. worse than them. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, because there wasn't that many shows back then. Right. But you know, this was you know. The times were a changing. Yes, they were. There was only three channels. Yeah, that's what I mean. There was a three, three channels, three and you networks. figure six, what three three hours of prime time a night, eight to eleven. Yeah, yeah. So you only got fifteen. So if you're the thirtieth show, yeah. If you're not, oh, yeah, you don't, you don't whore on TV. Well, I, you know, Brandy, we'll let Brandy continue because oh, I want to. Okay. I don't want to steal her thunder. Well, that'd be great <laughs> if that'd we could be work the first that time. Out. Right. What happens next, Brandy? <laughs> Uh, uh, other more adult-themed TV shows like All in the Family and Good Times were becoming wild. Good times, any time. Yeah, I like that. I like that. And we're moving on up. That's we're not it. That was like I know. That was Jesus. Uh, but anyway, yeah, the world the, was changing in right. the early 1970s, and the public was losing interest in programs like Family Affair, which were uh, more in line with the taste from the 50s as opposed to the 70s. Family Affair was canceled abruptly by CBS. Um, rule Purge campaign in 1971 after five seasons and 138 episodes. Anissa, now 13, was initially received was, I'm sorry, was initially relieved when the show ended. She was tired of the schedule and wanted to play other characters as well as live a normal childhood. So she didn't want to be typecast. No. And she was... No, she, you know, it was, it was probably a break for her working seven days a week for well, five yeah. years as a kid. She got done playing that dumb bitch. So. Yeah, but now she got to turn to prostitution no, and dancing on the floor. No, no. Brandy is going to tell you what happens oh, okay. after this. She, but yeah, she was relieved. Well, typically they're robbing She was places. relieved. You know, her, her parents, or I mean, her mom anyway, was pushing her. And now this just gives her a break. She have a momager? A momager. She did have a momager. Yeah. Okay. I if, if, one of my, if one of my nieces would go on the friggin' pageant trail, then I would be her momager-ish. Yes. Ish. All right. With her parents uh, still battling over custody, alimony, and child support, Anissa and her brother John turned to each other. Yeah, he went by Paul. I I forgot (coughs) correct that there. Okay. Uh, They were more than siblings. Gross. They were best friends. Uh, Anissa began auditioning for Kind of like you and Casey. Nope. It is not like me and Casey at all. Okay. We, We are barely friends. Okay. Uh, Anissa began auditioning for the roles. She auditioned for the role, the part of Reagan McNeil in the film The Exorcist. Oh, that's that been a sweet deal. Yeah, but she might have dodged a bullet on that because you know that was that was a rough one to film. I heard. Uh, but the director William made bank though. Frank, yeah, Franken, uh, whatever Friedkin, felt that with Family Affairs still popular, still in the popular consciousness. That because um, it was being syndicated through daytime reruns, movie audiences audiences might have thought Buffy was the one being possessed. Yeah, yeah. nobody they, they wanted to see Buffy violate yeah. herself for a cross or, 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 or watch her head turn around and throw up, whatever. Awesome. throw up pea soup. Yeah, it's awesome. Cuss out a priest. 
yeah. later she went, well, you know, who hasn't cussed out a priest every <laughs> once in a while? Later she Hold went on. auditioned. Hold on, I gotta tell you something. Is this about somebody being dead or you no? Cutting it's, up, it's, cutting it's a out true a story. All right, my. Uh, Picture my it. father, the board, uh, the chair when I was a child, my father was a Catholic. They decided to have me baptized Catholic. Sorry. And uh, my father didn't like the priest. Mm-hmm. And he went in and he told the priest that the priest had always been an asshole and he was going to continue to be an asshole. And he wanted someone else to baptize his child. Why don't you show me on the Miss Beasley dog where that priest touched So you? anyway, <laughs> the priest looks at my mother and says, whatever possessed you to marry such an asshole like this man? My father storms out. I did not, the colonel, the reverend, I was not uh, baptized until my children were baptized. That's I fascinating. I walked around. I'm so glad we took five minutes of everyone's life to hear that. Aren't you, Brandy? That, no. I Think all the things that could have happened to me. In those years. I haven't been baptized. I was 30 years old. You, you haven't Shocking. been baptized? Let me give me some water here. Timmy, I'll baptize <laughs> you right here. I have been. We're going to baptize Timmy on the show. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, Colonel. Continue. I, I just saved your mortal soul. Huh? I was baptized when I was eight. Is Continue. that what the Mormons do? They do it when you're eight? Yeah. That's weird. Uh, let, well, thank you. <laughs> uh, Judge not lest he be judged. I'm judging, I'm, a reverend. I'm judging like a motherfucker over here, let me tell you. <laughs> Continue, Brandy. No, I'm just saying. Anise my, my brothers and sisters were all baptized, so I never got baptized. Okay. Well, because they, they didn't care about your soul. Yeah, they did not. Or lack thereof. Later, she would audition for the role of Iris in Taxi Driver. That part oh, was, was Jodie Foster. That was a, cool a big movie. one. That's a cool movie. Didn't like it. You didn't like it? How didn't could like you not? Know? It was just Robert disturbing. It was, I, it's, You're talking to I'm, me? Wait a minute. You looking at me? You looking at me? I watched it. I would not watch it again. It was just disturbing. I didn't like it. And I'm sure it was meant to be disturbing, and that's fine. Okay. I just don't need that in my life. I okay. So she, she but she was, kinda, she was kind of happy she didn't get those jobs because she didn't want it. She, did, she wanted out of acting. But go ahead. Well, Anissa feared she was being typecast. Well, she wasn't being casted at all, was she? <laughs> uh, and she would never be able to shake the role that made her famous. Anissa attended Westchester High School from 1973 to 1976. Brian Keith kept in touch with Jones through letters and offered her a young adult role on The Brian Keith Show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Keith told her she would need to audition for the part, but by then Jones no longer wanted to work in television. I think she wouldn't have to. Ungrateful bitch. No, I think she. I think he said she wouldn't have to audition for the role. 
But she she oh she would not need yes I'm sorry that's okay but uh, I she was you know she was uh, turned off by acting at that point yeah in 1974 year of our Lord 1974 do you know what happened in 1974 mm-hmm. yes the Reds did not make the playoffs it was the Oakland A's and the New York Mets playing in the World Series and it was the dawning of the age of Aquarius. First of all, who the fuck cares about that? He's like the Rain Man over here. He is like the fucking Rain Man, you fucking partner. <laughs> I was born. Oh. Oh. And he said, fuck you, people. I thought there was a disturbance in the force. Oh, there was a disturbance, all right. Yeah. That's you know why? Because my mother gave birth, and it was painful. I don't believe never it was a, I do not believe that it was an actual birth. Well... Anissa and her brother were living with their father when he died of a heart attack. He was 44 at the time. Anissa that was spent, young, man. 44 died of a heart attack. Anissa spent her days. 16th birthday spreading his ashes in the Pacific Ocean. Yeah, she. he died. She. They moved in with him. You know, they were going through a divorce. He came back into their lives. Him, she and her brother moved in with him. He dies of a heart attack. And that's how she spent her 16th birthday is putting his ashes in the... Pacific Ocean, which is how you and Brand, what you and Brandy are going to do for me when I die. When you go and you cat eat you, there's only going to be a little bit of you, but the, we're going to throw the ashes out on the Pacific Ocean. Thank you, Colonel. And San Francisco, please. San Francisco? You just throw it off the... Um, you want to jump from the Golden Gate Bridge? I don't know. No, I don't want to jump. I want you to... Like, my, my ashes, not you, my body. You know I'm scared of bridges, Timmy. I don't like the bridges. I'll do it. Thanks, Brandy. Okay, we'll go together, but you walk out onto the bridge. I'll say the service, right? So, wait, so you're going to stand at the end of the bridge while I walk, while I hike it across the Golden Gate Bridge to toss his You only got to go like five feet onto the bridge. No, don't be putting don't. me out on the rocks. I went out <laughs> in the middle of the bay. Yeah. Well, shit. You didn't, okay, you go out ten feet. Earn it all. Well, Actually, just wait till the wind's earned. shifting. Not bit. earn it all. You take the urn and you dump it out. First of all, you're not going to have an urn. You're going to do with Yeah, it's going to be in a car. It could, that, you know, actually, does come in a cardboard box. Yes. Like just like that box it's over like there. Like a paper. Nike box. Yes. Hmm? Nice. No, imagine a. It comes in sealed imagine plastic. Well, sealed plastic, uh-huh. um, like the food saver thing. It's mm-hmm. uh, sure. hermetically sealed. And it comes in, I noticed, because my dear brother, God rest his soul, mm-hmm. was dead. cremated. Right. And, uh, he died. We received his ashes, Deadered and they were fuck. in a box. And we had to cut it open and put it in an urn. It's a messy business. No, the funeral home will actually do that for you. Yeah, but, because uh, they probably have a funnel or something so it doesn't get all over the table. It's not ashy. It's it's What it is is it's actually they burn everything, but you can't really burn all the bones. So they grind them up real good. So it's just ground up bone. It's not really like ash. Okay, anymore. so you're going to dump me. You'll, you'll yes. you make sure I get to oh, this. I gotcha. okay, you. You'll be dead with the hell you care. While Chuck is sitting in the taxi at the end of the Golden Gate Bridge, no. I thank you. I will. Well, first of all, we're going to get an Uber. I, I ain't paying for a taxi. Denise Jones on her 16th birthday spread her her dad's ashes out in the Pacific. Poor baby. That's where we're at. She's very rich, and she spread her spread his ashes. No, she wasn't rich then. But go ahead. Anissa's younger brother, Paul, went to live with his mother, but Anissa, now 16, she wasn't all into that, and she went to go live with nearby friends of the family. Her mom got pissed and reported Anissa as a runaway. Anissa was arrested and placed in a juvenile detention center for almost a year. Damn! Eventually, she moved back in with her mother, but surprisingly, their relationship was always strained. Yeah, they did not have the best relationship. Anissa's teen years were very challenging. When she was 16, she dropped out of school. She started to drink and use drugs. 
Uh, and she started to commit petty crimes, such as shoplifting. She's like that Dana chick on Dana Different Strokes. Yeah, yes. we'll be talking about her later. If you read your script, you wouldn't know that. Oh, see, so that makes him a lying fuck, don't it? Yes. Okay. No, I only read my part of the script. Yeah, it's in having, your part. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> Hi, penis wrinkle. Uh, let's see. <laughs> having few opportunities and interest in returning to acting, Anissa started work at Winchell's Donut Shop in Playa del Rey as a waitress. A donut waitress. A donut waitress. Yeah. You go from amazing. You go, being, go from being the a TV icon to a donut serving, waitress. you know, a Leclerc. Well, but what? But what humiliated her was when people recognized her and asked her about that fucking doll, Mrs. Beasley. Not being a donut waitress. That's cool. Well, she she liked that because that was normal. You know, she wanted to have a normal life, but you know, she didn't want to be reminded of the, you know, the TV show. So, uh, from this point on, after she drops out of school as a senior, her life just goes to the shitter, and she begins to stay out late and experiment more with drugs. And become, excuse, she became exceedingly promiscuous. No, she did not. Now, how do you know she did not? Because she it's none she... of the research, and you're making things up. I, looked, I researched this. You did. I, now, I cannot. You read the script. So, you're telling, now, tell me this, devil. Yes, I did. I wrote the script. Tell me this, devil. What? Girls that you knew that were out there running around doing all kinds of drugs and whatnot. I know many girls doing all kinds of drugs. Thank you. Like that. Please continue. I did. That was promiscuous. Because they were on the west side. Yeah. Did you know one of Women on the west side are Did you know of one? For fuck's sake, you're from Lebanon. All you had to go to the south side. They're all like that. But, uh... Yes, I'm Lebanon, you know, is full of hoes. Are you Lebanese? They're racist. Are you Lebanese? They're not big drug dealers. Uh, sure. Yes. Okay. Continue. But if you no, you knew. I'm just saying, a girl was was probably Look, a, a hoe. She was we not. Were, we were about weed. We didn't get a lot of cocaine up That's that what way. She was into. And you was promiscuous. Uh, excuse me. No. <laughs> okay. In our mind, you were. Yeah. In our mind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> According to Casey, you was pretty well, promiscuous. Casey's a dickhole. <laughs> I'm just saying. Casey doesn't know shit from apple butter. When your brother calls you a hoe bag, it's probably no. true. Casey doesn't know shit from apple okay. butter. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. I'm sorry. I digress. You, yes. you sure do. On her 18th birthday, March 11th, 1976, Anissa received access to her family affair monies. Oh, hell yeah. She got $180,000, which equals out to about $700,000. Of today's dollars. Bitch yeah. ain't passing out no donuts no more. She, yeah, she, she made it to the 18th birthday where she got her trust fund. So this money had been held in a trust until she became a legal adult. Now, now she's got a le- now she's got access to all this money and she starts spending it. And becoming promiscuous. Well, I'd be spending it too. Anissa rented an apartment for her and her brother John. She went really buck wild and bought herself a new Pinto. Oh, oh those are dangerous. Mm-hmm. And, blow up. And, and Remember see, that? When they, when they, she, yeah. She screwed herself on this deal. She bought herself a new Pinto, and John Jr. got a f- new fully. Okay. Got a new fully loaded Camaro. Yeah, she she spoiled him. My thing says John Jr. Why do you it's keep John saying? Paul. His name's John Paul. His name is John Paul. He was Jr. named after the Pope. So no, JPJ. he was named. His name was John so Paul. Let's just call him JPJ. John Paul Jones Jr. But they went by JPJ. I wonder if he was named John Paul Jones after. Uh, no, not about that. the guy in uh, Led Zeppelin. No, no JPJJ. 
So anyway, yeah, she bought him henceforth. Be known. She bought him a sports car fully loaded. Right? Yes, it was a Camaro. Yes, that was probably sweet as fuck. Yes. Yeah. Uh, this is about mullet which time is, we're getting into. Which is way better than a fucking Pinto. Yeah, she was practically what she bought herself. But she continued, well, yeah, sure, because she continued her drug usage and started hanging out with the wrong crowd. The kids from the West Side. Yes. Yeah. On August 27th, 1976, uh, she went out partying to a nearby beach, oh, nearby beach town of Oceanside, California, with her new beau. Alan Butch Coven. Who is still alive, others. by the way. You never want to hang out with a butch. Well, you really don't. If I had a daughter and she brought home a butch, now see, I got a lesbian daughter, so if she brought home a butch, it'd be okay. I really like Sarah. But I, she's, we're Facebook friends. She mm. posted some really funny stuff. Oh, she is a very funny girl. Yes. But if I had a heterosexual daughter that brought home a butch, that would not be cool with me. Okay. Okay. Note to self, since you have Sarah... And that is your only daughter. Continue, because we're in the por- in the important part of the story. Oh, I digress. Oh, he's getting shitty with me, and I'm not the one who's no, no, no. myself. I'm emphasizing it for him. I'm acting like I'm talking to you and hoping that he'll pick up on it. You <laughs> <laughs> can't be subtle. I don't, yeah, I don't know what you're doing over there. So, Anissa, <laughs> she spent the night with her friends drinking and taking drugs. Anissa took three 100-milligram Second all, holy shit! Cap capsules. Well, she had a prescription. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometime around midnight. You really didn't read your script, did you? I pre- she, no, but that's a lot of second all. Read your script. Continue, she had baby. already consumed cocaine and PCP, which are stimulants. Mm-hmm. She wasn't able to sleep because of this. Someone suggested that Anissa open the capsules and take the powder straight sometime after 3 a.m. in the morning. So you get away from the time release effect on that, I guess? Yeah. Anissa took the equivalent of four capsules in powder form. Second all is a fast-acting barbiturate uh, in which capsules serve to provide a time release effect. Shut your fucking hole. <laughs> well, I guess it was to be equivalent today when they remember a few years ago when people were crushing up oxycontin. oxycontin. You can't the, do that no more. No, because they fix it so that that time release you can't it will be ineffective. But before they had a time release, and then by crushing it up, you got around that and you got the full effect. I know, kind of a bummer. Um, let's see. Taking the powder straight resulted in Anissa going into toxic shock, like she left a tampon in too long in which her liver shut down and caused her liver to stop purifying her blood. The amount of secondol continued to build up in her system and blood, eventually overwhelming her kidneys and other organs. This is in addition to the medical effect, which was extremely aggravated by the alcohol and other drugs that Anise had already taken. Barbiturates like secondol slow down all life processes, breathing, heartbeat, etc. It wasn't just amount, the amount of secondol which killed Anissa, was the way she took it and the immediate effect that it had on her because it was consumed in powder form, uh, which, you know, subsequently shut down her liver and killed her. Especially since she's basically a meth head and she's 4'11 and 85 pounds. Damn! Yeah. She was, so she was she's, small. She was smaller than Olsen twins. Yeah, yeah so she she's, small. yeah, she's the, the size of a nine-year-old. Yeah, she's a small girl. Uh, on the morning of August 28, 1976... Anissa Jones was found dead in a bedroom of a house belonging to the father of a 14-year-old friend named Helen Hennessy. Why does she have a 14-year-old friend? Well, she was, she she was, was 18. She was 18 at the time. 
her boyfriend, uh, Butch, they, Butch. Butch, they were actually they were partying at this girl's house. They were having this party, and Butch, um, I, it's not in the script, but they were they were sleeping together. Butch gets up and leaves, and thinks she's asleep. Yeah. And then he comes back a few a little bit later, and they they tell her that she's dead. Okay, she was uh, just eighteen years old. What yeah. happens uh, next? Yeah, very young. Well, what happens next is not much, Timmy. She, uh, she they had no funeral for the girl. Okay, not what a happened? funeral at all. She was cremated. Her ashes were scattered over the Pacific Ocean per her wishes, just as Anissa had spread her father's ashes two years prior. Okay. So, so she, it's like the circle of life, Timmy. Yes, only a little bit quicker. <clears throat> the coroner, coroner's report listed a death, obviously, as a drug overdose, saying it was accidental. Cocaine, PCP, quaaludes, and second all. Sounds like the devil's breakfast over here. Or snack. Um, breakfast of champions. <laughs> yeah, we're all found in a body um, during this toxicology examination. Police report also indicated a small vial of blue liquid next to Jones at the scene, which was never identified. Um, it was. It was. Maybe it was Windex. Um, they believe it may have been Astroglide because she was promiscuous. That's not true. Um, Continue. <laughs> you know she was a little bit whorish. Well, yeah, she was four, she's, eighteen. She's sleeping with Butch. Yeah, she got Butch. She, she was rebellious. She was a rebellious teenager. Go ahead. So the coroner who examined her says she died from one of the most severe drug overdoses he had ever seen. Now Nisa had six thousand sixty-three thousand dollars and more than one hundred thousand dollars in savings bonds when she died. Nice. Most of the money went to her money, mother and brother. Six days after her death, Dr. Don Carlos Machos was arrested and charged with illegally prescribing second all to Jones. Yep, she had a prescription. Among other drugs for profit charges from a concurrent undercover criminal investigation. An envelope. I'm telling you what, if you're a doctor to the stars, you better hope as fuck that none of the, your the they star don't turn. they don't O D. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're going to start looking at you if they do. That's what happened, remember, with Michael Jackson <clears throat> and uh, now with Prince? Yeah, now they're well, coming they, after Prince's mm-hmm. doctor. Well, but didn't they say that Prince's stuff was mislabeled? Or well, something? yeah, something like that. Yeah, it, it was, he knew, and then there's reports that he knew what it really was. It was what it was I cut knew, with and all that. I knew my boy wasn't. But I mean, but I mean, they, they, and it may have been that everything was prescribed as you know as it should have been. I'm just saying that if you're a doctor to the stars, and when that star happens to overdose, you can pretty much guess they're going to be taking a close look at it. I love Prince. I'm so sad. Well, <clears throat> Prince, you know what he did was he went out and partied like it was 1999. Yes, he did. But anyway, an envelope, an envelope with Marshall's business address was present at the scene, specifying the drug found in Anissa's toxicology report, second all. Its dosage, 1.5 grams, and quantity, 50. And the recipient's last name, Jones. I think now... Marshall's... Jones. Don't they do... uh, I I know sometimes now they do, like, they give them a pseudonym or something for stars for prescriptions. Oh, yeah. Because uh, when, uh, remember when Rush Limbaugh got busted for mm-hmm. uh, you remember uh, Viagra? Uh, uh, and, is that what he had? Yeah, he had Viagra. Is what he had. He was going to the Dominican Republic, and they they Why? checked his. Why? 
Well, he's going Why? down there, I'm guessing he's banging. Because he couldn't get his pecker hard. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, no, I'm just saying, but first of all, some, Why? Go to the fucking pharmacy. Go to your doctor and get some Viagra. Well, he did. He had it prescribed, but it wasn't in his name because the sometimes celebrities will have it Yeah, but you prescribed. just said he went to the Dominican Republic. No, 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 right. no. But he was flying to the Dominican Republic, and they he went through customs or whatever. Oh, and they, they found this. <clears throat> they found the bottle. I, I, or they checked his plane. And, I'm not sure. And, sidebar, how do you abuse Viagra? Well, it's silly. It because even, who cares if you walk around with a raging boner? You really more, and you can buy it over the counter in Dominican. So I don't know. I don't know why. What's either. more disturbing to me is who's fucking Rush Limbaugh? His wife. Hmm. According according to my friend, is he married? Yes. Uh-huh. My a girlfriend of mine knows him, mm-hmm. which makes me a little sad. She knows him, and she said that he's nothing like... Uh, he's an asshole. I don't care. What she said. Well, and which is what I told her. And she said, you should come down and meet him. I said, I don't know that that's a great plan. Yeah, that would not be a good plan. I don't think it's a good plan, but she said he's very, very nice. He's very, you know, soft-spoken and blah, blah, blah. My poor girl. She just Well, let's get back to Dr. Marshall's here. He was charged with 11 offenses, including second-degree... While waiting trial, Machos died of cancer by acute viral hepatitis. What the fuck does that mean? So, so, (laughs) right. (laughs) So he died of the cancer while waiting trial. He got got looked out. But what's the acute viral? He died of cancer by. Let's go with it. (laughs) <laughs> What's that to do with it? Did he get the hepatitis in jail while he was there? I, I don't know. I can't remember my research. But it was oh. only four months after he was charged. Now, when this his mother sued the doctor's estate for wrongful death, and the claim was settled out of court here. Well, her mother was milking everything she could. Yeah, her back. cash cow was gone. Yeah. Now, on March 15, 1984... So this was what? Uh, this eight was years later? Eight years later. Her brother, brother, father, father, owned by this time a sweet-ass mullet. J- he died of a drug overdose. He was 24 years old. Now, on January 14, that 2012... No yeah, that mother is... Yeah. Their mother, Mary Paula Twill, died in Detroit, Michigan. There were no surviving heirs to the media family name. When did she die? She died January 14, 2012. Okay, so not that long ago. Now, Sebastian Cabot, who played Mr. French... And was under suspicious allegations no, the whole he time wasn't. Um, for his uh, no oh, don't God. besmirch relationship Mr. with uh, why are you besmirching Mr. Sebastian French? Cabot? I'm first just of all, saying, anybody's got the first name Sebastian. Show some respect. I'm just saying there Apparently, were rumors. They're fancy. There <laughs> He's were fancy rumors. Pants. He is. So anyway, no, no, he, no, what happened? To, what happened to Sebastian Cabot? He lived his final years in British Columbia, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, he died. Uh, in August of 1977 in a Victoria hospital after suffering his second stroke in three years. He was cremated and his ashes were buried in Westwood Village Memorial Park Cemetery. So you can go visit Mr. Mr. And why get sim- and Why get cremated and buried? If you you know what? Cremated- I thought about this because it gives people a place to come to see yeah. you. Yeah, but then why not Because I told Renee, if something happened to me, just bury me, throw my ashes out in the fucking garbage. I don't give a shit. Dude. What, what, I'm dead. What would you like for us to do with your ashes? Uh, Renee got a list. Okay. I already gave him my instructions. Can I, can I have a, just a little bit? You can have it. Yeah. My question is, 
are you going to have her walk up to all your enemies and just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> blow it on them, mm-hmm. blow it on them? Yeah, because yeah. I don't like. That. I would like a little bit of your yeah. ash, a little few of your ashes, if Ramona doesn't mind. Mm-hmm. Okay. Are you going to throw them in the toilet and shit on them? No, 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 no. I have a, I have a plan. I'm oh. not going to share that plan <laughs> okay. at this particular time. You're not going to share that plan. No, um, uh, but. Um, I've always wanted to see what it was like to snort someone. So. <laughs> okay. So you could you you would, you would be, get a bone in your nose. You would have the holy kernel running through you. It, it would be like we was we were we. Yeah, have, it's like when your blood like brothers when, become, yeah. when you when you exactly you, you know when your thumb. you cut your thumb and you yeah yeah now you get HIV when you yeah, have you, know, you know when you stop doing that you're like ten. Yeah, but this I is still my, do this it. is my, uh, this is my, uh, You don't still do blood oaths with your kids? We're going to do a history dweeves. Oh. We're going to share a vial of blood. We are. Our, yes. Mm-hmm. We're going to mix it up. We and, the, and we're going to wear it around our necks. Instead of having, instead of t-shirts, we're going to sell history dweeves blood. Yes, vials of blood. Mm-hmm. Can we do that while I'm out? You know what? I'll just have them draw some from me while I'm in there. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. Continue, Colonel. Well, now, the most accomplished person on this show, Brian Keith, he played Uncle Bill. Now, he went on to star on other TV shows and films. Yeah, he had a long career, even before um, Family Affair. <clears throat> he was found dead of a self-inflicted gunshot wound at his home in Malibu two months after his daughter, Daisy, committed suicide. Oh, now, he was a long-time curse, smoker who was also suffering from lung cancer at the time well, of his death. What, what year was that? Um, that was in 1997, Timmy. Okay. Um... Now, Kathy Garber, who played Sissy, and uh, Jodie Whittaker, who played Jody, had a strained relationship for many, many years. And that's because Sissy actually walked in on no, it's Mr. on Mr. French were they and doing it? Jody. No. Why do I even write a script? Yeah. You know, I mean, why do they even try? Huh? Were they no. doing it? No, they were not. Mr. No, and they're both alive, so we're going to get sued. They did not. Jody. They just had a strained relationship. Although once close, they went a decade or more without talking to each other. Yes. Like they reunited like after this and show. tried to reestablish a friendship. Um, now, Johnny Whitaker wrote a tell-all book. That probably strained um, the relationship. This strained the relationship that said Kathy Garver was a just a hoe bag. No, Chuck. She, she said did got, not She do got that. her part sleeping with the producers. These people the are alive. You can't say those things. That's not true. That's... They're, uh, they're stars. They're, it's public domain stuff. No. It's public domain. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, I made... Legal disclaimer, I made that part up. Yes, thank you. You think? <laughs> okay. But they recently reunited and, and it, it felt so good. It was on Oprah. And they were trying to reestablish... Now, Kathy Garver, she went on to have a pretty successful career as a writer. And she did voice work for animated films for which she has won several awards. They call them oddies. Now she kept in charge in charge with uh with Brian Keith until he got the big uh took took one in the head there. And uh she was she went to his funeral. Now on two thousand eight she attended the Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony where Brian Keith was awarded a star posthumously. Hmm. That means after death, you know, Brandon. They will damn near give anybody a star on that walk. <laughs> they really are. They got, yeah. the, they got a lot of sidewalk out there. Well, it just means nothing and You know, anymore. you have to, it costs you $12,000. Yeah, you have to pay it's for $12, it and apply for it or whatever. Yeah. 
But I mean, seriously. You think whoever gets stars on the... No. This should, the Colonel should have a star, goddammit. But I mean, like, just goofy people have a star on there. Nick Cannon. Yeah. No, he should not yeah, have a Brian star Keith on there. Yeah, Brian Keith had a long career. I think you'd get, like, three people yeah. to vouch for you. Brian yeah. Keith had and It's kind of like being a Colonel. A Kentucky Colonel. Exactly. You just have to have someone. You just, you just have, have to have, have connections. Yeah. Let's do... Let's, let's dominate Chuck. Now... You can. I, I'm sure our listeners would get supporting. Sure. Incept, speaking of tell all I, I just, I would just, you know, I want to live long enough to have our own Wikipedia page. If we ever had a Wikipedia page, I'd be so happy. Yeah. Do we start that? Who does that? I don't know. I don't know. But, you know, wouldn't it be great if there was a History Dweebs Wikipedia page, list all of our, you know, like a, all of our database of all of our shows and talk, I talk know, about. but then what if there's, what if they start getting into our background? Get all up in your business. Yeah, I don't want, yeah. I don't need that in my life. All right. Yeah, that would not be good. Continue, Colonel. So on September 15, 2015, Miss Garver wrote an autobiography. Autobiography. That means so, she wrote a book about herself. About herself, devil. Auto autobiography. means self. Bio means living. Graph, the Latin for timeline. So self-living timeline. I'm just helping you out. If you haven't took Latin, you would know this stuff. I've taken Latin. Huh? I took Latin. Why did you know what? Oh yeah, she knows Latin. (laughs) Quid (laughs) pro (laughs) quo. You know, speak Latin. Carpe diem, motherfucker. Come on. Now to yay. Now, today, Kathy lives in Hillsborough, California, with her husband, David Travis, and her son, Reed. She's the only one. Johnny Whitaker. Came out of this one. Uh, unscathed. You know, yeah, pretty much. Now Johnny he, Whitaker, he which is Joey. He carried on acting after Family Affair. The Redhead. Right yeah, the Redhead. Uh, he appeared in uh, several Disney movies. Um, the Gingerbread Man. Didn't see it. Uh, I made that up because he's a redhead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You the wrote the script. The Littlest Angel. I did see The Littlest Angel. I remember and, that was a uh, made-for-TV movie. Now, you oh, remember geez. Sid and Marty Croft, those series yes. they made, yeah. Puff the Magic Yeah, Dragon. yeah. Uh, uh, what H.R. Puffin stuff. H.R. Puffin, H.R. Puffin stuff. stuff. Uh, you can't do a little because you can't do enough. Mm-hmm. Now, they, he starred in Sigmund and the Sea Monsters for them, but his most prominent that. feature role... Was in the 1973 musical version of Tom Sawyer. Now he graduated from Selmar High School, mm-hmm. then spent two years in Portugal, doing it missionary style. He was a missionary. Oh, I'm sorry. He, he was, he one was of a Brand- missionary. One of Brandy's people. He was one of your one of your tribe, Brandy. Oh yeah. He was doing missionary work for the Church of the Jesus Christ of the Latter Day Saints. The Mormons. Not to be confused with the First Church of the Latter-day Colonel. Please don't confuse it. Yeah. So send your donations, not to that one, but to the second <laughs> one. Now, upon returning to the United States, he attended Brigham Young University. BYU. Yeah, he BYU, graduating free. in 1986 with a degree in communications. Nice. He worked as a computer consultant at CBS. Nice. He later joined a talent agency, Whitaker Entertainment, owned by his sister. He would become the youngest. He would become the manager for Dano, Dana Plato. And who was she, Brandy? Uh, she was on. She was a child star. She was. She was a child star. She was on Different Strokes. Mm-hmm. What was her name on there? Kim. 
I can't remember. Well, she would die of an overdose and rob a bank and do all kinds of shit. Yeah, but she ended up dying young as well. Yeah, she died of an overdose. Um, now, Whitaker struggled with drugs and alcohol himself for many years. And in 1998, Whitaker's family held an intervention and threatened not to have any more contact with him unless he got substance abuse help. Now, if so that had happened with my family, I'd say, adios, motherfuckers. Yeah, but you don't drink. I know. They just want you but to if I they just want intervention for you. you know, <laughs> asshole, asshole interventions are the worst. <laughs> they are. Because, you know, you're, that, some people are, that's an innate quality that Chuck has. <laughs> that's what it's like, you know. I am. Telling you not to breathe, isn't I it? am who I am. I am what I am, yeah, Timmy. You are who you are. So he agreed and started a 12-step program. Okay. He uh, got to step 10. Mm-hmm. And then... He's clean and sober. No, he got to step 10, jumped to the top of the steps because he was an advanced no, student. No, no, no. But he has been clean and sober for 18 years. He's lived doing the Lord's work. He's a certified drug counselor and founded a nonprofit organization for Spanish-speaking addicts. Today, he works as a substance abuse counselor, teaches acting classes, and occasionally appears at conventions at BuffyCon or whatever to meet fans and sign autographs. And that, my friends, is all I have to say about that. Thank you, Colonel. You know, the one thing I was not able to find out, and I did a lot of research trying to find this out because I thought it would be a cool little factoid. Mm-hmm. Well, because back in the 80s, when I went, when I was in Washington, D.C., I went to the Smithsonian. And, you know, they have uh, one of their um, museums. They have, I think they have seven or eight museums. But one of them was dedicated to, like, pop culture. Mm-hmm. And in that museum was, guess who? Uh, Buffy. Not Buffy. Mr. French. No. Mrs. Beasley. Oh. Uh-huh. But I went online trying to find... What happened to the original Mrs. Beasley mm-hmm. was unable to find it. I have heard now. No. This is just a, no. Actually, I did hear this. I heard that um, it was CBS that had the show, wasn't it? Yes. They had. They went back to their uh, props department mm-hmm. because she didn't carry the original Mrs. But there was an original Mrs. Beasley that they kept on the show, mm-hmm. and someone had actually stolen Mrs. Beasley from CBS. Oh. They, CBS thought maybe Fuckers. there'd be some inherent value in it, or yeah. maybe the Smithsonian would want it. Like well, it was. It wasn't yeah. Smithsonian for a while. Yeah. Hmm. But somebody had stolen it. Okay. So, so if you haven't know the whereabouts of Mrs. Beasley, mm-hmm. and where please she let us touched, know. Yeah, where, where, where Jody got touched by Mr. French. <laughs> no, and, no, no, no. Okay. I got some shout-outs here, right, Timmy. Let right, me do some shout-outs. Okay. Well, well, first, before we do shout-outs, let me get your final thoughts. Brandy, your final thoughts on Mary Anise... Buffy Jones. I wanted to care about her, but I didn't. Okay. Charles, your final thoughts. And Charles, I would like to say, has a very uh, a homoerotic shirt on today. Wouldn't you agree? <laughs> I would agree that it is very, very It's uh, a pink. It's pink, and I think I'm going to get a picture of it for the Facebook page. It is very homo. But with the headphones on, Colonel, so that uh, you can show them how the sausage is made. <laughs> Look at me. Homo says what? And one more. Okay, we will post that picture on the Facebook page, we'll put it on and that. they will see how sausage I'm, is made. I am proud. Of, oh, I'll show them some sausage. Get, <laughs> we will ca- not put get that, that camera back will, out to me. I will show the sausage. We will not put that on the we Facebook page. Panoramic. Okay, do, do, do shout-outs, Colonel. All right, well, we got uh, the whole Tro- Trowbridge family here. 
Clark, Linda, and Diane. Now, it, you're going to have to get on the page and on to explain the yes. relationship. Most of our shout-outs go to people who are our listeners who are part of our Facebook page. That's uh, the History Dweebs uh, podcast page, History Dweebs the podcast. So join us on Facebook. Uh, it's a fun group, uh, and most of the people we talk to you hear about us mentioned here are on that page, and we'd encourage you to join as well. Continue, Colonel. Um, Stephanie Quick. Quick out there in San Francisco. Yeah. Uh, little Brittany and Chris, who I believe are getting married soon, aren't they? Down, yes, they are. They're down there in Atlanta. Yeah, they're getting married. Um, let's see. Let's let's say hello to our friend up in Chicago, the scrotum punching. What? Um, Naka managing Jessica Williams. Okay. Jessica, Jessica Williams. Hi, Devil, Jessica. We, Devil, why don't you tell us? How do you have to manage big knockers? Jessica Williams strategy. said, "Yeah, what is the big knocker strategy?" The big knocker strategy. You gotta, you gotta make sure. First of all, if you bring them out, it can only be used for good. Okay. But you have to make sure because when you ha- sometimes when you have big knockers, they're at, they're just out of control. They're everywhere. They're at your knees. They're behind your back. They're crazy, crazy everywhere. So you know, the knocker strategy. You gotta collect all that. You gotta make sure it's facing forward. It can't be up too high. They can't be down too low. I mean, it's a. It takes a lot of work to get these so things coming prep. in here. There's knocker. There's, there's actual knocker prep. There's knocker prep. You do absolutely. Hmm. That's I do. interesting. I, I've been doing knocker prep for a long time. I mean, See, because now, you don't need that shit hit. You have to have face. a strategy when you go in for the knockers. Yeah, and this is this is the this is what you call a serious dilemma if you're a man, Timmy. Because here's the thing, Colonel. Do you spend all of your time focused on on the right one? Right. Or right. They, does yeah. the left one get jealous? Right. Do they, How do they do think about? independently? Yeah. Are they, uh, can you answer are, that question are for us? one unit? Brandy? Are they separate entities? Yeah. As, a, as a woman, do you, do you like it when Dave pays attention to both of your breasts equally? Or do you like it when well, he, maybe he focuses on you know, the left or focus on the right? You can skip the right one tonight, just get the, with yeah. the left one. I mean, does it yeah, matter? It's annoying. So here's the dilemma, Timmy, and, okay. and it's what I put on the page. I mm-hmm. call it the boob paradox. Oh, good. The boob paradox. The boob paradox. Right, tell me the, more about that, Colonel. What are women with big boobs, Timmy? Because it's Friday afternoon, and there's nothing I'd rather do. <laughs> I would, you know, if, if I wasn't doing this, I'd just be home enjoying myself. <laughs> so, and I'm sure Brandy is happy to sit here and listen about the boob paradox. Because, like, I don't know. Yeah. No, the boob paradox, as I explained to Ms. Williams on the, on the, show, on the page, the women with big boobs all want the boobs to be littler. And the women with little boobs all want the boobs to be bigger. And the boobs, it just goes to show that the boobs are always greener on the other side. They're green? Oh, depends. You never want green boobs. I've never and, seen and a green boob. So what you and, and what I was gonna say is Miss Williams presents the obvious dilemma. Mm-hmm. Um, she, I, I only seen her profile picture, but she appears to be a, just a, a very attractive she young is woman. A, she is a very attractive young lady. Um, I agree. By her own admission, she has large knockers. Mm-hmm. But Timmy, she's a scrotum puncher. See, you. you she's you, a scrotum that, puncher. That, Timmy. That, that's a turnoff. <laughs> 
But you're rolling the dice with that, Timmy. I mean, it's like playing with a gun. It's like playing with fire. You don't know because, oh, yeah, she pretty. She nice. She got big knock. But she's a scrotum puncher. You got to be careful. I mean, how do you decide what's more important to you? Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? It, it, it is. I see your uh, dilemma that you. Oh, you it's a terrible about. dilemma. I, I feel sorry for her. I, I, I know she has a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. I pity the man. I envy the man, I guess, you know, because she seems nice and funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then he might get punched in the scrotum at any time. Yeah. So, ooh, don't like that. Yes. Who else would you like to give a shout out to, Colonel? Amber the Peanut Butter Girl. Peanut Amber. Butter Pie Girl. She's going to send you a peanut butter pie here soon. <laughs> she never actually promised, but I'm oh, okay. I figure if I shame her into maybe she'll uh, send I see. me. You're one. into pie shaming, is that I am the pie. I'm a pie shamer. Jeez. Let's see, we got Je- Jeff Chestnut. How you doing? Jeff down there in Dominica? Yeah. Donna Curran, let us know how the pooch is doing. Donna's got one of the cutest little dogs. She's, she's having some problems with him. I like her post. Um, some leg problems. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Angela Cobb, how you doing? Celine, and of course, we got Trish Hillard and Tiffanada. Tiffanada, it's Friday night. Um, I hope you'll hear this afterwards, but I hope Bo has a big night tonight. Oh, playing football or something? Yeah. Hey to Shannon. Hmm. I just want to say hi to Shannon. Shannon? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shannon. Um, of course, we got the just, just, and, and I don't, see, I only know, I don't know if we're friends on Facebook. Um, just the cutest old girl, Sarah Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Just, and she might not even be a little girl. She might be, you I'm know. I'm friends with her on Facebook. Are you? Yep. Yeah. Sarah Spaghetti, you sent the devil a friend request and left me and Timmy sitting here. Well, I know. I'm friends with her, too. Oh, are you? Maybe I'm friends with her. I don't, I don't <laughs> think we're or friends. Not. I don't. I don't know. She's no, I, I. She's a very nice lady. No, she is. She's. Mm-hmm. But she, from her picture, she appears to be uh, very young. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, one of my all-time, all-time favorites um, because she just so damn. Uh, just she can be just so damn ha- harshly funny. Who's that? Uh, Tasha. Tasha, Tasha yes. Tasha. Tasha's there, hysterical. Out there in California. Yep. Um, so we got Tasha. We got Jennifer Siemens and her Time wicked chicken. her wicked mother, Linda. Mm-hmm. Um, very Kimberly, active on the page. Very, we very appreciate that. Kimberly, uh, shoeless Kimberly Taylor. Kim Taylor down there in Beaver Dam, Kentucky. Beaver Dam, Beaver. Recently Beaver promoted. Mm-hmm, Yes. Kim finally slept away to the top, I suppose. No, no. She's a very talented <laughs> young lady. You don't say that. You know I like to give Kim grief whenever I can, so I take that one back. No, I, should I take it back? Yes, take it back. She's a very sweet All right, I take lady. it back. John Cunningham. Loyal listener. John Cunningham, how you doing? Patty, you know, Patty Wooten, she likes to bust my balls all the time. Brian Lawton, how you doing? And Larry. Larry, Larry yes. Larry. Nicola, she up in Chicago right now. I hope if you run into one of my boys, it's Tana and not Taylor. Um, Katya. Katya? Katya, so you know what? Katya is over there just, in uh, uh, Denmark, Copenhagen. Oh, Copenhagen. I wonder yeah. what the time difference is between uh, six us. Hours, and six, six hours, I think. Six hours ahead. Uh, six hours ahead, I think. She's another one. Just she likes Jay Dahl. She likes uh, Jennifer uh, or Jeffrey Dahmer. I know. Like like Jessica Williams. Now, Jessica Williams could have punched Jeffrey Dahmer in the scrotum. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, let's see. Did I get Phil McGuire? No, I don't think so. 
Um, and Fatboy Gardner. Yeah, he's from our Twitter page. He's our uh, page. Twitter he, account. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, Phil McGuire said already. Um, and, and Fatboy, he said uh, to let you know that in Australia, apartments are known as units, and there's mm-hmm. someone there's a, someone to expect a home is called a unit inspector. <laughs> <laughs> you should be a unit inspector, devil. No, oh, I she's inspecting. <laughs> she's, I know, because you know she's looked over some units before. Yes, you she, you've inspected a lot of units. You don't worry about me. How it, about Michael and Sydney? Oh, Michael and Sydney Saint. We have we have an update on the pooch yet? Lately? Yeah, he sent us one yeah. recently. They're yeah, okay. fine. Good. Also, Denny uh, McNamara. Denny McNamara, yeah. Who am I missing? Who who am I? Because I'm doing. Oh, we're missing a lot of them. We're picking. What we don't get today, we'll get next time. Yeah, if I uh, if I miss you, just yell at me on the page and say, Colonel, you bastard, you left me off. Lady Beverly. And of course, I'm getting to Lady Beverly. You know, he steals everybody's fucking thunder. Um, sorry, sorry. sorry. Um, Lady Beverly and and Devil, come on, come on, help me out here. Bond. Devil. Give me a Bond. Bond. Gene Bond. Yes. But come on, devil. Come on. Come on. Give me a D, devil. Give me a D. No. Come so, on. Come on. Come on, devil. Wrap it up. We got to roll. On. All right. You, I ain't doing it to you. Give me a D, Timmy. No. Say Give me name. a D, goddamn. <laughs> I'll sit here and do this for an hour. <laughs> D. Give me an O. O. Give me a T. T. F. T. T. I. E. What's that spell? I don't know. <laughs> mom. Shout out to mom. Shout okay. out to the lovely dog. We got to go. Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll see you next yeah. time on <laughs> History Dweebs. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Bye. Good day to you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.